What? Scarlet. Good evening, family. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Aaron. Hey, Dad. How are you? Blessed and highly favored, son. Sound tired. Uh, well, it's the time change thing. You know, I'm an early riser, so that that extra hour uh, is is uh, it's a big deal on my bedtime. Me and me and Dad both probably. <laughs> gotcha. I, I go to bed at the time and get up any time. Hmm. Um, I'm, I I'm miss, a machine. I mistimed my cooking and. I'm just finishing up, but Elise is here, and um, you know, I'll be listening. Okay. Okay. No worries. Mom's over here listening too. Right on. Okay, so we are uh, we're all in, and if Melanie logs in later, then so be it. Yeah. All right. So. Good evening, family. We are in Matthew 26 tonight in verse 47. 47, okay. Matthew 26, verse 47. Mom is turning to it. Matthew 26, verse 47. Mama, would you like to pray us in? How sweet of you. Thank you. Can you hear me from there? Sure I can. All right. Father God, how great you are. Father, just to give us our family, this family, and we are so blessed. And and the, the family that we had time with earlier today, Lord, I just feel so unbelievably blessed. But this one, Lord, to come together and talk about you. Father, and I pray. When the God-fearers come together and talk about you, that you you pull your lazy boy up right above them, and you listen, and you you have your angels bring in the book, the book of remembrance, and you write their names in it, Father. Oh Lord, what a privilege! Our names written in the book. I thank you, Lord. I ask you to bless all of us as we listen. Father, give us great insight into your word, into your heart. And let it become part of who we are, not just something we add to, but actually the seed from which we grow. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Uh, 
So where we ended last night was Jesus telling his disciples to wake up and rise. Behold, he'd been betrayed. He is at hand that did betray me. Yes, can you guys hear us? Hello? Sky. Can you hear us, Dad? Can you hear us, Dad? I had a call from Gary. Can you hear us, Dad? Dad, can you hear us? Ray, uh, Aaron, can you hear me? Aaron, can you hear me? Aaron, can you hear me? Oh, man. What in the world just happened? Okay. So Aaron can hear me. We're on his speaker. Okay. Well, Aaron can hear. I don't know what to do. I guess I guess Dad will log out and log back in. All right, I'm just I'm just going to go get going because we can always if they miss a little bit they can always listen to the podcast. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas one of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, and from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that is the same one you're looking for. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came straight to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, where'd you come from? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them that were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword. And he struck a servant of the high priest, and he smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put put up again thy sword in its place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Do you think that I cannot pray to my father right now, and he will presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it must be. And if you're if you're ever wondering what was the agony that Jesus was going through, drinking through the cup like we were talking about the other night, there's your proof right there. If Jesus was trying to escape, he could have prayed to the Lord, send me twelve legions of angels. And they would have came. That isn't what he was trying to get the cup to pass from him. The cup that was passing, that he was asking, if it can pass from me, it was the cup of his blood, his life being poured out, the sin of the world being put upon him. And in that same hour, said Jesus to the multitudes, are ye come out 
as against a thief with swords and staves to take me? I sat daily with you, teach you teaching in the temple, and you never laid a hand on me. But all this was done so that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples then forsook fled. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off to the high priest's palace. And he went in, and he sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. So not only did they have to snatch him in the middle of the night, but they had to pay people to present false witness against Christ. They came and they bore false witness under testimony against the Lord. But found none. Though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses. In other words, how did they find none if many false witnesses came? None of their stories matched. None of their stories matched, and they were under the Levitical law, which is the same law all of us should follow, that says if you don't have the witness of two or more, the testimony's mute. It's no good. You have to have two identical witnesses or else there's no point in bringing the case. Out of the mouth of two or more shall a thing be established. That's the law of the Lord. If you don't have the witness of two or more, it's useless. Verse 61. And said, this fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. Now, why did these two false witnesses, why did these two witnesses finally, finally have a story that matched? Both of them said the same thing. The two of them finally had a story of the match because Jesus did say that. He did say that, only they're taking that out of context. And the high priest arose and said unto him, unto him, Don't you have anything to say? He says, Answerest thou nothing? Don't you have anything to say? What is it which these witnesses say against you? Don't you have any defense to make? Don't you have any comment to make against what they just said that you said? But Jesus stayed silent. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be Christ to the Son of God. And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said it. Your own lips have said it. Nevertheless, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the cloud of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold now, ye have heard his blasphemies. So the high priest asked Jesus, Are you the Son of God? Are you the Messiah? And essentially, Jesus answered and said, that's right. 
And the high priest immediately ripped his clothes and said, there, he's a blasphemer. He had no intention of, of accepting anything that Jesus said. If God himself, and Jesus was God, and is God, these people who lived their entire lives to serve a God and to lay down the law and to execute the law of their God did not recognize their God when he was staring him right in the face. Not only was their God looking him right in the face, but their God said, I am your God. And they found offense at that. That's when you know that you've lost your way. That's how far off the track, off the trail, off the road that these religious leaders of Israel were. They were so far disconnected from their God that they could not even recognize their own God, which they taught, which they lived for, which they memorized every word of. They did not recognize their God when he was in the flesh right in front of them. What is your judgment? Verse 66. What is your judgment? They answered and said he's guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face and they buffeted him. And others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote you? Now Peter sat outside the palace, and a young girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And it was when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto him that were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. So he swore. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I don't know this man. And immediately the cock crew crowed. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me three times. So he went out of the garden to a place alone, and he wept bitterly. Many, many sermons have been given on this last portion of Matthew 26, which we just read. On the denial of Christ, on the fact that the Israelites couldn't recognize their their God, on the fact which Jesus withstood all the abuses that they heaped upon him, Even on the fact that, that a young girl took the, 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 the foundation of the church, the rock of the church, out of his place. But Jesus saw all these things before they came to pass. 
he knew they were going to come to pass. And if you know why Peter was so dedicated, so dedicated to Jesus, to the ministry, to the kingdom, is because he went through this. Because of his, his shame that he had gone through denying Christ, and I'm sure he did something similar to what many of us who come back to Christ later in, in life do. We make an oath. We make a covenant with God. And we say, I'll never turn my face away from you again. Never. There's a there's a church tradition, there's documents that write about how Paul died. We know that he was hung upside down on a cross because he refused to be crucified. He didn't consider himself honorable enough to be crucified. Oh, Peter, sorry. Thank you. Peter didn't consider himself to be worthy to be crucified right side up on the cross like his Lord. So he has to be crucified upside down. And they accommodated his wish. He was crucified upside down. The part that we read only in the church traditions or in the church documentation and not in the Bible is that Peter's wife was crucified right before him. That they made him watch her crucified before they hung him on the cross. And that the only words that Peter kept saying to his wife over and over again is, Remember our Lord. Remember our Lord. And so I guess that's my, my words to our family tonight, my words of encouragement to our family tonight. Um, remember our Lord. When the trials come, remember our Lord. When you feel fear knocking at the door, remember our Lord. When you doubt yourself, Remember our Lord. When temptation comes a knocking and wants you to turn away and take a momentary respite in the pleasures of the world, remember our Lord. Dad, can you speak on the speaker yet, or am I going to pray us out? Okay, I'm going to pray us out then. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Thank you for watching over and keeping us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for feeding your sheep. As we go away from this, this lesson tonight, Father, we ask that you would 
that you would fill us with your peace, that you would be still our beating hearts, that you would be our anchor in the storm, that we would not be moved out of our place, that you would set our feet on a steady position, that we would not be moved. Please help us to encourage one another, to draw strength from one another. As we go to sleep tonight, Father, we ask that you'd watch over us and let us not be led into temptation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night, family. We love you.